0: um it's a lot harder than people think definitely um to create content get it out there get it noticed and get people to come back because there's, there's a real you know the, the, the baseline is like obviously it looks easy because you just sat there talking to a camera playing a game but to actually get people to stick around and watch a lot of thought goes into it and things like that so there's a lot more to it than people probably think i imagine
1: Hello all and welcome to the 7th episode of the Scouting Centre, number 7, a show designed for you to get to know your favourite football manager content creators, as well as getting to know their content creation journey. My name is Diz aka Mr Underscore Diz83, you can find me on Twitch, Twitter and YouTube. Can I ask if you're liking the series, like this video, subscribe to the channel and write in the comments who you want on future episodes of the Scouting Centre. And then at the end of this episode, go back and watch the other six. We have had Second Yellow Card, we've had Bully Beef, we have had Dupe, Zealand, Sweet Left Foot and Omega Luke. Go and get to know them better and show some love to their videos as well. My guest today is a 23-year-old content creation sensation. He has close to 19,000 subscribers on his YouTube, where you'll find him currently doing his Lincoln Local 3 save. His channel has had over 3 million views, and we just did the math. It works out to 18,000 days worth of watch time. On top of that, he has averaged over four years of content creation, five videos a week over those four years. He's 23 years old. He started streaming in March 2020 where he currently has over 3,900 followers on Twitch and you'll find him doing his Mr. Worldwide save where he's currently in charge of Roma. You'll have seen him this past weekend on the streamer showdown where hopefully he will be Tom two times, having won one previously, being the youngest ever streamer showdown champion. He is pushing for partner. He is Lincoln's favourite son. I give to you, Tom FM. Tom, how are you doing, my man?
0: Well, that is that is a fantastic introduction. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm well. I'm good, thank you. Very well. How are you doing?
1: I am not bad. I am not bad. And I'm glad you liked. I like to think that the Scouting Centre introductions are something to um, write home about. And I was really impressed when doing my research into you, my friend. You've lived quite the content creation journey, haven't you?
0: Yeah, it's been pretty good so far, yeah. When you put it like that, it's been pretty good. <laughs>
1: well, we'd obviously go more into depth into it as we go on, but um, I think my first question to you, Tom, is what got you into Football Manager? Uh,
0: so, I think, I guess for a lot of people, really. I don't know, actually. I think a lot of people that play Football Manager are a bit older, actually, aren't they, for the most part? For me, it was my dad. My dad just got me into it. He played it. Yeah. Um, and I saw him playing it, and thought, "Dad, can I play it?" And he said, "Yes." And then I j- just got into it from there. So I wasn't very old; I was what uh, five, six years old, something like that, when I played my first save or something like that back on Championship Manager two thousand and three, two thousand and four. So, um, so yeah, not very old at all. But uh, yeah, that's what got me into it, and I've been playing it ever since.
1: And then, like, so sixteen to seventeen years later, you're content creating about it. You can't write that journey. What inspired you yeah, to become a content creator?
0: Um, but I didn't really, it was a bit of an accident, really. I didn't know that Football Manager content creation was, was a thing. It was, I was scrolling on Facebook one day, um, and lalujo okay, Kev, used to put some of his videos on, on Facebook, and it just came through as like a random suggested video, um, on like the auto-scroll bit, and I watched it, and I thought, ah, oh, this, this is pretty cool, and then saw they had the YouTube channel, found his YouTube channel from there, and then found that lots of people were doing it, but... I didn't think lots of people were doing it very well, and I thought, right, I can do it better than most people. So I thought, right, I'll, I'll give it a go, and, and that's how the channel was born.
1: And then, what steps did you take to prepare in relation? Because you said you can do things better than others. What steps did you take to prepare when you first started content creating?
0: Uh, not many. Um, I think I was a bit quite. I was just excited, really, to get started with it. So I bought like a cheap little headset from. Uh, Amazon or something like that because I did not want to put loads of money into it to start off with because I, uh, I Did think oh, if this doesn't work out or I don't enjoy it I don't want to have spent loads of money on a microphone or whatever. So I just bought this little cheap headset thing um, And played it on my laptop and recorded it and the first videos that are on my channel They are terrible like obviously in your head you have these grand plans of wow. I, I am class I'm so good at this. I'm gonna be amazing in practice, you, you're probably not to start off with. Uh, I definitely wasn't to start off with. I was terrible for the first year or so, probably. Um, but it's all that you know, constant practice and stuff. I get better and better and better. Um, and and yeah, you get to a point where you're pretty happy with the content. Have you
1: always had a um, a background in some form of creation or
0: or, or um, some form of I don't know creativity? Yeah, in, well, in a, well not, not a massive one, but I'd always, I remember at school, um, well actually going back, when I was really, really young, um, I think for my like, Christmas I was seven years old, I was given like a little camcorder, uh, and I'd spend ages of the time like just making little silly videos with my friends um, at home. We had, we had, me and my friends did a whole like film series, we called it, on um, evil quavers, where <laughs> there was this, the story was there was this packet of quavers that was really evil, and it would do evil things to people bit weird looking back on it, but that was, you know, I distinctly remember making a lot of that. Any time we could make like a video at school for a class project or something, I was making the video because that was what was fun. So I guess I've always enjoyed, you know, filming, creating stuff. Um, So, yeah, I guess in a way, a little bit of background, but obviously as a hobby, nothing like major. Um, So, yeah, I guess I've always enjoyed that. Yeah, I guess I have done, yeah.
1: You mentioned researching Lelujo, um, Kevin. Was there anyone else that you researched in relation to their contents and, and trying to get to know about content creation a little bit more? Did you reach out to anyone?
0: Uh, no, actually. Um, I watch Kev's stuff and I probably watch... I distinctly remember watching Kev's stuff. I don't know about watching other people's stuff, but Kev was what got me into it, essentially. And I think at the time, he'd been given a lot of advice out anyway, because I remember a video of his saying, I've just hit 10k subscribers. There's not many of us with 10k subscribers, so I want more people. You know, this is what I'm doing. Try and get involved as well. That was a big inspiration as well, I think, that sort of video I remember at the time. So I thought, yeah, I'll do that as well. I'll get involved. So there wasn't really much. I think I was just very eager to get started. And I think... Maybe with hindsight, I should have done more more research because my first videos were rubbish. You know, if I'd done more research and planned things out a bit better, not been quite so excited to get into it, maybe those first videos would have been better. But at the same time, i was so excited to get into it. I think, you know, you can do all the research you want in the world. The, you're never gonna. What am I trying to say? You can do all the research in the world, but the best the best bit of research is actually doing it. That's what I'm trying to say. I think.
1: And I think it's a massive step because you did what a lot of people don't do, which is start. So despite what your videos might have looked like um to begin with, you had a base that you could improve from, whereas some people never, ever reached that target, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, completely. And I think as well, a big part of it is, I think I was aware that, you know, content creation isn't easy and it's going to take time, a long time to to get good at it. I think a lot of people particularly in the football manager sphere, you'll see it all the time. I see it like every week. I'll have like two or three, you know, new people follow me who are saying, right, I'm a new football manager channel. They'll put like a week's worth of content out there and then they've not got a thousand subscribers after a week. So give up. Um, It's a lot harder than people think, definitely, um, to create content, get it out there, get it noticed and get people to come back. There's a real, you know... The baseline is like, obviously it looks easy because you just sat there talking to a camera, playing a game, but to actually get people to stick around and watch a lot of thought goes into it and things like that. So there's a lot more to it than people probably think I imagine.
1: So when you start, I mean, we talked about it on average over four years, you have released five videos a week. How have you stayed so dedicated I mean, I remember when I was 23 and, and going out all the time and all that stuff and just kind of doing what I wanted to do, depending on the day and all that. You have managed from 19 to 23 to continue to, on average, release five videos a week. How have you stayed so dedicated?
0: <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I think it's because, more than anything, I'm a bit of a creature of habit, I think. Um, I've not really realized it until like recently, but like, structure and like tracking things and, and, and habits are like really prevalent in my life. Um, and I really like being productive as well. So before so I started making videos in my second year at uni. Um and I just I just basically quit the rowing team at uni. I've been rowing for a few years. Um and then at uni I'd you know joined the rowing team. We were training 20 hours a week or so and that was a very structured sort of lifestyle in terms of, you know, I had very set hours for training. Uh, very set hours for uni and then outside of that was a bit of you know obviously the free time and stuff um, and then quitting the rowing because I didn't like the coach basically um, quitting that and then I'd like an extra 20 hours of like unstructured time almost um, so I thought I've got to do something and that's how I sort of got into the, the content creation um, and then it just it just became part of routine it's just part of my daily routine uh, and I think that's that's the most part. Like It's become so ingrained into what I do, not doing it would feel weird in a way. And I think that's probably how I've been able to stay consistent because first and foremost, I really enjoy it. And so that obviously stops any sort of, not burnout, but obviously you can get burnt out on things that you do enjoy. Like, you know, I enjoy playing video games, but I don't want to play Assassin's Creed every single day, yeah. which is what I've been doing the past week or so. Uh, <laughs> so I'm a bit burnt out on that. But... Um, but yeah, I don't know. It just, I guess the main thing, it's just part of my routine. It's part of that sort of daily cycle, which keeps me sane in a way. So I guess that's probably the main answer to that, but rather convoluted way of putting it. But yeah, probably that.
1: Can I ask what you did at university?
0: Yeah, I did the history and international relations.
1: It's just, it's amazing, isn't it? Like at university, you're doing history and international relations and you fall into content creation it goes to show that just because you're doing something at university it doesn't necessarily mean that that's where you're going to end up um, or what you're going to end up doing
0: yeah exactly yeah i mean there's not really many doors open after history and international relations i found out i really i mean i loved doing that course it was great fun because it was like the subjects that i loved the most but um I think in terms of career prospects, maybe actually doing something like, I don't know, business, like my friends have done, that might have been a bit better, but I really enjoyed it. And like, it's, it's, it's allowed me to open up this door to, to content creation and, you know, potentially down the line, make it something full time, which would be amazing if that happened, but it's still a long way to go on that.
1: Yeah. Um, so when did you think that you could actually make a go of this YouTube thing? At what point in your four years that you've been content creating on YouTube?
0: Um. What was in like like a viable career sort of path? You mean? Sorry. Yeah. You weren't I mean, basically.
1: Well, you weren't wasting your time. You felt like this was something that was an actual option, and you could actually make a reasonable living of it doing something you enjoy.
0: Ah, yeah, okay. Um. Probably like recently-ish. I think in the back of my head, it was always the goal because I, you know, I'd watched, you know, I watched Kev do it. You know, I started watching him. He was a teacher, and soon he was going full time and things like that. And that was very inspiring, I remember. So I always had it at the back of my head, like, oh, you know, that, that's, that's a possibility down the line. Um, I think the first year I did content creation, like, I didn't make any money. Um, and obviously since then it's been growing, and growing, and growing. It's nothing, like, it's nothing to live on. Um, I think I'd have to be, like, you know, going five, six, seven times what I'm earning right now from content creation for it to become, like, a viable, like, job thing because... Um, that's how, that's how little the ad revenue is basically <laughs> nowadays. But um, yeah, it's always kind of been in the back of my mind and it's, it's days off, like today, right? So it's Friday we're recording this. I had a day off from work today um, yeah. because I've got to take annual leave basically before April comes around. So I've taken a few Fridays off. But obviously I've been like working today, essentially making videos, obviously doing this with you as well. Yeah. And it's the days like this where... I'm busier than I would be when I'm at work because I'm so busy doing all this stuff, but I enjoy it so much more. And like, that's what motivates me knowing that actually, oh, bloody hell, I really enjoy this. You know, I hate work. <laughs> no one likes it, obviously, but I don't really enjoy my job. Um, but doing this for, I really enjoy it. So and knowing that, you know, maybe a couple of years down the line, it could be a viable career option. That's also what kind of motivates me as well. Sort of going back to that previous, um, you know, how do you do it? It's that sort of motivation as well that keeps me going too. So sort of link the two together a little bit.
1: So, I mean, we've talked about you making videos. Can you just tell me what your normal routine is when on a work day, for instance? Because I think that would be quite interesting for people to know. So they could um, potentially work around that and, and figure out how you fit in. So maybe they could as well.
0: Yeah, so it's been obviously a lot easier in the past 12 months during lockdown. Um, because obviously we can't really go out and do much. Um, <laughs> the next bit's gonna sound like really like, like a bit nerdy and a bit sad, maybe. But like about a year ago, my girlfriend and I broke up, which obviously is terrible. But at the same time, it's like, oh, we've broken up. Now I can devote more time to this as well if I wanted to. So it's like, oh, I'm so glad we broke up because then I can play more video games. Like, you know what I mean. So yeah. that helped as well to I mean, so That was an actual of actually- thinking process. Well it, was, yeah, it wasn't part of the plan I didn't want to break up, I was heartbroken But uh, I'm but, sorry for know, that a sil- a sil- <laughs> no it's a silver lining though in, yeah. to, to some weird extent, anyway the point yeah. is, yeah. there's not an awful lot going on in my life at the moment, which is why it's much easier as well, so um, at the moment the routine um, is my work is 9 to 5, so obviously work 9 to 5, and then I'll finish work and then it's pretty much, um, I try and stay a day ahead, essentially, so I'm not like rushing, but you know, I've got something else to do. So um, if, say, say, it's a Monday, wake up Monday, um, I'll edit Monday's video the night before, so basically uh, that will go up. So Monday, I'm recording Tuesday's video, record that, edit it, upload it, and then play the next bit, which probably takes most of the evening to be fair, and then um, and then there's free time around that, but yeah, there's quite a lot of hours that go into it. Um, like last year well, or yesterday, basically yesterday I started work. Cause yesterday was a very busy day because I was at the streamer showdown yep. at the moment. Um, so I'm trying to get plenty to prepared for the weekend. So I don't have to do too much at the weekend. So yesterday work at nine till five and then I finished that and straight away I was on recording, um, a quick video before I went to go and stream, um, the draft the draft finished then did the editing for that afterwards um and then we did a little bit of work on testing the database for the showdown stuff um so the, the time i was finished it was like midnight so that was mm. pretty much like solid 9am till midnight sort of thing but but it's weird though because yes i've put a lot of hours in but it just feels like good fun like with my mates basically so a lot of the time it doesn't really feel like i'm like grinding work i do quite enjoy it so i okay. don't know
1: so i mean you've used that term about how you love it and all that stuff i mean a common phrase used is grinding in relation to um content creation and keep the grind up carry on grinding etc etc do you have a do you have an opinion on that
0: yeah actually um i was thinking about the other day weirdly i i don't like the i think if you say oh i'm grinding i feel like you're you're i feel like you're doing it for the sake of doing it you're doing it it feels like hard work like and it's negative i feel it's a negative word almost i get used in a positive light you know you're working hard and things like that that's what it's obviously meaning but i think if you say you're grinding like i get negative connotations from that so i kind of feel that you, you you're doing the process but you're not enjoying it so for me like it's a pleasure to make videos and things like that. So I wouldn't say I'm grinding. Um, I'd say I'm having the time of my life almost sometimes, you yeah. know, because it it's it's a, it's a great journey and it's, it's great to know that people really enjoy what you produce. Um, And that's a big motivation as well, like seeing the comments and people saying they're really enjoying it and, you know, actually seeing the, the viewing numbers as well is mental, like what astounds me that, you know, I've got thousands of people watching my, my content. So uh, that's a big motivation as well. And I really enjoy it. So I wouldn't say... I'm grinding. I'm having a, I'm
1: having a good time. Yeah. <laughs> and um, you know, once again, um, I think it's important that we we acknowledge. I mean, you're 23 years old, and your channel's had over three million views. You you you've always been very dedicated to it. Five videos a week on average over four years, eighteen thousand days worth of watch time. Um, do you ever sit back and think this is great? Let me just enjoy it, or, or are you constantly looking forward at your next goals?
0: I think this is the the biggest sort of, this is kind of a thing that I don't think many content creators will talk about. Because I distinctly remember starting thinking, wow, one day if I get a 1,000 subscribers, that is going to be absolutely insane. Like that's going to be so mental. Um, and then obviously I hit that, and, you know, I've gone past that. And then you look back on that and think, ah, 1,000 subscribers, not very much at all. Obviously, when you start, that's amazing. Oh my god, a thousand—that's so many. I look back now and think, oh, a thousand—that's that's not many. Yeah. And then, so it, so it keeps going like that. So I'm very close to twenty thousand subscribers now, mm. and I'm like, ah, oh, I just want to get to that twenty thousand subscribers mark. Get to that twenty thousand subscriber mark. But the goal's a hundred thousand subscribers. In the grand scheme of things, you know, compared to that, oh, it's, it, it's nothing to what I want. So I am always looking forward, and I think I do need to appreciate what is there a little bit more. um I think you can get very caught up looking at goals in the future and forgetting, you know, the where, where you've come from and forgetting the mindset that you used to have, you know, when I hit that thousand, I thought, wow, how amazing it would be to have 10,000. And then yeah. I got to 10,000 and like, you kind of forget how you felt at those. I think at a thousand subscribers, like I bought myself like a bottle of like Prosecco, I remember, and like celebrating it with my housemates at the time. Yeah. Um, and stuff like flat that, um, and I, th- I think I think I need to celebrate those little achievements a bit more every now and again. Because twenty thousand subscribers, like I could, if everyone got together who subscribed to my channel in the same place at twenty thousand subscribers, I could sell two nights at Bank Lincoln City Stadium. <laughs> I could sell it out two nights if everyone came, it, and that, that's mental when you yeah, think about that true. as well. When you actually think about the physical number of people in a in a location. So, yeah, I think. Um, I kind of got off a tangent here. I can't really no, what the, the question was. But yeah, yeah. basically, I think I probably spend too much time looking forward, not enough time appreciating um, the journey that I've been on.
1: But I guess that's how you can keep your your um, your five videos a week or, or um, your content. Because content. I know this week, going forward, obviously you've got the streaming showdown this weekend. I know you've said you're going to stream seven days in a row. Um, yeah I, don't, I regret saying that now but i'm doing it because <laughs> <laughs> you're pushing for partner as well aren't you for twitch partner
0: yeah yeah pushing for that um and it's, like, like, like this week i think there'll be nine videos going on my channel this week as well um which is a bit a bit a bit, bit too much probably but there should be nine going out this week i think if i got the maths right on that yeah. uh, maybe eight i can't remember now uh no i think we're nine and yeah so there's so a lot of that so yes like you say, that is a, it's good to have that mentality of always looking forward because that is what drives you um, to, to, to keep pushing on, definitely. so um, only strike a bit better a balance of it, I think.
1: Yeah. So we know you're a huge Lincoln City fan. Um, it's kind of become part of your identity almost, I'd suggest. Um,
0: yeah, it has done, to be fair.
1: Yeah, how important are they to you? And obviously we can talk about your Lincoln local save as well because you're taking three different Lincolns to the top on your YouTube, aren't you? Um, explain how that came about and, and why Lincoln is so important to you and why you've involved him so much in your content.
0: Yeah, so I think... Well, Lincoln's important to me because uh, it's, it's the hometown. Um, and I'm obviously very proud of where you come from, I think. And I think also like underlying all of that, like it's an identity. Everyone's, you know, the first question you ask people, as to like, what's your name? It's like, oh, where you're from, sort of thing. Like, where it's an identity, in a way. And I think that's kind of what I've clung on to in a way. I don't know. Lincoln's important. I love the city. It's mm. it's my hometown, um, and a lot of what is around Lincoln, like cathedral, for example, like I, I think that has to have a huge impact on why. History was always my favourite subject at school. Why I did it at university and things like that. So I guess just being proud, proud of where you come from, of course. It also helps, you know, supporting the local team because that is also another identity as well. Your sports teams, so Lincoln City for me. Um, so maybe maybe it is all identity. I don't know. There's probably more to it than that. So I need to think about it a bit more perhaps. But um, yeah, Lincoln City obviously always supported them um my great great i think it's three greats uncle he was chairman as well so oh wow um a long time ago so like yeah that's an important part um definitely and um it's good to support the team that you that you, you know you your local team i suppose growing up i was like the only kid that did support my local team all my friends supported like liverpool money United, sort of thing even though none of them have any connections to those places um, so for me, I guess it was also the connection of wanting to support Lincoln as well. So, so yeah, there's that part of it. And then it just seems sensible to me. If I'm doing content creation, I would want to watch something but I could visibly see the creator was enjoying. Yeah. And I knew that I would enjoy creating a series about the team I support. So uh, FM18, Lincoln Loco 1 came out doing a save with Lincoln City. Um, and that was the first series that really had you know, quite a bit of success behind it, yeah. which is fantastic. Uh, let's Play series that was, Experiments, I think, it, you know did a lot of legwork to get the viewers in. But in terms of actual viewership and you know keeping people retained for a while, Lincoln Loco 1 was really, really good for that. Um, so yeah, that's that's where that sort of came from. And because I did so well, and I'd sort of built this identity up a little bit of people recognize me as the guy who likes Lincoln, yeah. <laughs> I thought, the Lincoln Loco 2, let's do that. Let's take... Uh, Lincoln United, who are like the the traditional long league team in Lincoln, uh, and see what we can do with them. So they're like tier 9 or 8, I can't when it is now. But let's try and take these guys up all the way, uh, which was a lot of fun. Yeah. And they uh, did that in FM 19. And then FM 20, I did some different stuff. But people always seem to come back to the Lincoln Loco and said, oh, Lincoln Loco is a great save. So it just made sense to do another Lincoln-based, well, Lincoln-based, Lincoln in the name team. So we've gone to Gibraltar um to do lincoln red imps over there and uh did a bit of database editing to move them into la liga so we can move up the spanish system because obviously it'd be very boring if we just stayed in gibraltar the entire time so we had a journey through spain and then there's the options down the line of you know there's a team in argentina called lincoln um which we could do uh it was a creator club we could do at some point as well so there's plenty of things to branch off on obviously then people recognize that identity um and people like familiarity, don't they? Yeah. At least I've sort of had that from experience. So if they can see something kind of familiar on their sub feed, they're more likely to click it, I'd imagine.
1: Now, I think that's amazing. And it's a, it's a very unique idea, I find. Um, I was going to ask you, where would you go after this? And the fact that there are other teams, created club, Argentina, um, league, I think that's amazing. Um, in March 2020, then you decided to start streaming. How did you come about that decision?
0: uh so it was just after the first lockdown was announced um and everyone was sort of being told right can't leave the house blah 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 um and my work were kind of like we don't know what's going on right now so we'll we'll be in touch with you as and when we know what's happening so i kind of had like a week where i wasn't doing anything hmm. um and i'd always kind of had the idea oh i might start streaming at some point um so it was just like a good excuse to just get started with it um during that sort of peak, uh, that, that week where I wasn't working and um, no one else had anything else to do because we're all at home. So I said to my audience, like, ah, oh, let, 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 let's let's do a live stream. Let's see what happens. Yeah. So I just got a group of my friends to do a draft mode with me because um, I'm not really sure what else to do. So uh, we all just played. It might. We think it was also in that week period where, or two-week period where FM did the... Um, it was free for like two weeks or something like that. Yeah. Um so it was in that period as well so all my friends got it so we all just did a did a draft mode which was really good fun and then since then just just carried on with it it's been really good fun it's it's, it's such a different way of creating content and presenting content um and i'm really really enjoy it so yeah that's i've just yeah not stopped since do you
1: find you've adapted well to streaming because obviously youtube and streaming are two different skill sets aren't they
0: massively um it was a bit of a learning curve at the start, definitely, because I've come from a world where I talk for half an hour at recording, edit it down into 15, 20 minutes, um, and a lot of the time, I'm just sort of like sat, you know, clicking through things, or if I make a mistake, I can edit it out, and things like that. Uh, streaming is very different, because you've got to be constantly on it to keep people engaged, uh, because people's attention spans are not very long um and so you can lose people's attention very very easily and so trying to to stay as engaging as possible um with a bit of a learning curve to start off with you know it it becomes more natural as 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 you present and things like that and do more and more of it get more experienced at it so yeah um definitely a learning curve to start off with but they're definitely two different styles and it does take a bit of time to, to get used to it and adapt to them both
1: and then when you started did you have an idea of how you wanted your stream style
0: to be um kind of i think those first those first couple of streams I did my friends it was it was just like hanging out with them but obviously playing foot manager instead so I think a lot of the from going on from that, I basically wanted my streams to just kind of be like you're chilling out with your mates in the pub, foot manager on the background, but it's more of a conversation. It's more of an interaction, and we're just having a big long conversation about something. I know, it could be anything whatever the chat sort of bring up, and then we're kind of looking for those moments in a stream that people are like, "Oh wow, that's me. So YouTube for me is a lot more storytelling. I'm, yeah. I'm telling a story, keeping people engaged that way streaming for me is keeping people engaged by having a conversation with them as if we're down at the pub having a great time blah 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 but then we're also having those moments in there you know something mad happens in the game we lose a cup final we win a cup final i know something like that we're looking for those moments that people then sort of remember and then that also helps them come back for more next time because they know there's going to be some sort of big moment which is going to be quite you know interesting or exciting or something like that
1: um and you've never streamed over 35 hours in a month yet you're at partner numbers what do you put that down to
0: uh i put it down to the fact that i built my youtube channel in the first place and i just said to people on youtube can you follow me please <laughs> <laughs> and that that's what it is that that's that that's the what it is um i've i because i've come from the youtube world i do find streaming hard if i i, I really find it difficult to stream more than 2 hours at a time uh because I, I I lose concentration uh, mm. and things like that. Definitely after like two hours or something like that. Particularly if you're talking constantly for two hours. It does get a bit of... um, just get a bit tired. So kudos to the guys that do like five, six, seven hour streams like daily almost. Like that's mental to me. Mm. Uh, so I really struggle with that. But honestly, I was very lucky in the fact that I had that YouTube channel in the first place. I could just bring the audience over. I If I started off streaming, I think it would have found it so, so difficult because... You know, sometimes, you know, we might have like 50, 60, 70 people in the stream yeah. and sometimes the chat might not be quite so active and I'm finding it difficult to keep engaged with them, you know, keeping, to keep talking essentially. And I find that difficult. So if I'd started streaming and I'm only streaming to like, you know, one, two, three people, I, I, I would, I would have lost all motivation. I would not have done it if that was the case if i'd you know chosen to start on twitch rather than youtube and that was the I, I could not have done it so i have mad respect for people who are streaming to like the small numbers because i would find that so 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 difficult and i wouldn't be able to do it and i wouldn't be able to keep motivated with it so the people that keep doing it and come back all the time uh, to do it like kudos to them like keep going with it boys because that is absolutely monumental and you will get there at some point if you keep doing it and consistent with it You'll, you'll, you'll get there. Keep improving. Every stream better than the last one, you'll get there.
1: Um, I'm glad you said that, to be fair, because I was just about to mention that about keep improving. Um, How important is that improvement on a day-to-day basis, and and how do you try and improve something you've done previously in relation to your YouTube and your Twitch streams?
0: Yeah, the constant improvement is, is massive. Um, I try and go in the mentality that, okay, this video is going to be better than the last one. Um, And, you know, obviously every single video isn't going to be better than the exact last one. You might have an incredible video due to circumstance, for example. You know, you won a cup or something like that or, you know, something, something good happens and because of what's going on, you make a very good video. Some days you're not feeling up to it, so the video's not quite so good. But generally speaking, you know, the aim is to make each video better than the last. And the overall trends in the end, you know, every video is going to be at my last. If you go back, you know, 50 videos, that video 50 50 videos ago is not going to be as good as the one that I've done today. If you go back, you know, 50 videos before that one, that video 50 days before, the one that I said 50 days before. I'm getting myself confused, but you get the general point. Like, the overall trend is going upwards and it's always trying to improve whether that's presenting better, whether that's trying to tell the story a little better, where... You know, you're trying to just improve the flow of what's happening in the video so it's not quite so clunky, for example, uh, or in the editing style of things, you make your editing better, um, it's all a little bit smoother, a bit more seamless. Like, it's just trying to make those little small improvements every single time, which then over time will make a huge impact. And I think that's hugely important because if your audience can see over time that you are improving as well, they're more likely to stick around as well. Um, at the end of each series that i do i will have a bit of an uh, um an analysis i struggle with that word then <laughs> of kind of how this series has gone what the strengths were what the weaknesses were what i can improve on um to then try and make the next series that i do better so yeah i'm already thinking about that obviously for, for the series that's for lincoln loco trying to make notes of all oh, this isn't quite working so well i need to change that for like the next series if i need to and things like that um so yeah always always trying to so you get yourself better is good Um, and i think a lot of that as well can be found by getting inspiration from others like watching other content creators i don't do enough of that obviously because i spend all my time making and recording and playing there's not a lot of time left for watching others so i do need to spend a bit more time watching others um big and smaller creators than me to see what they're doing and seeing what works because there are some really great creators out there who um have you know a lot less subscribers than i do who are much better than me when i was at that level and so there's a lot of people that i you know need to keep tabs on um so i can you know get inspiration from them as well to make my content better so that's always a good way of doing things too
1: and it's also not just confined to the football manager community as well isn't it there's like content creators across all sorts of communities um where you can go and and kind of get inspiration from i mean i started with I I didn't know about Twitch until March 2020, and, and I first started with FIFA Content Creators, which then brought me over to Football Manager. Um, Not that I've never... You know, I love Football Manager. I've played it since I was, like, I don't know, 15 or something like that. But there's a range of different content creations you can look at, isn't there?
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, they all go hand in hand. Um, you know, overall, content creation for the most part on YouTube is telling a story of some sort. You know, that, that, that's the whole point of the video. You're telling some sort of story, explaining something. Um, it's all sort of, you know, a bit narrative driven. So I feel like you can watch anything, understand how that person tells a story and then try and put it into your own content. Um, so that, that's what I kind of quite like doing as well.
1: You've applied for partner a couple of times and unfortunately you've been turned
0: down. How did you deal with that setback? Um... Yeah, so, so Twitch obviously has this um, achievement pl- achievement progress in place. So um, obviously you get to like the affiliate status and then you get to the, the partner status. So for partner, you need 75 average viewers across at least 12 streams streaming 25 hours over I, that, that sort of stuff over a month period basically. Um, and that's in there. And once you reach that, you can then apply for partnership. So uh, I did that met those targets was like brilliant right i can apply for partnership now i'll become a partner and i was talking to nerdphonic about it at the time yeah uh, matt and he said oh you know they've got this achievement in there but even though you've met that doesn't mean that you're actually going to get partner they'll like look at your channel and then say yes or no it just means that's a threshold you need to actually apply in the first place otherwise everyone would just apply obviously yeah um which made sense but it does seem a little bit frustrating that there's that sort of hard numbers in there and then you can reach that and then not get it so after Matt said that to me, I was kind of expecting, all right, okay. Um, in that case, maybe I won't be getting partnership then. So applied for it. Took a long time to hear back, about nine weeks to hear back. All and right. obviously they said no, um, which is obviously a bit gutting. Yeah. But I kind of was expecting it, particularly when they left it that long. Um, so carried on streaming. I thought, right, I'll get a few few more months going off, some good numbers. And, you know, we can apply again. Um, so applied again about a month after FM 21 came out and had those, you know, I had some good numbers on the streams. Uh, and then it's my fault really. Cause I applied and then didn't really do much streaming at all throughout December, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which was you know, my own fault really. So obviously they turn me down there and they see someone gets like some good numbers and they just stop. I think as well, like they reject people on the first time because they want to see if you actually are consistent and want to keep doing it. Cause if people do want to keep doing it, they'll give you partner another time down the line. So yeah. It's just, it's just that you know, just a waiting game. I'll get it at some point. I know I will. Um, I'm very confident in that. Um, for the past two months, numbers have been really good, so obviously I'm going to do a big push in March. I think I'll probably apply sort of mid-March, but then keep actually, you know, yeah. making sure everything is really up to scratch. So they've not really got much of an excuse to turn me down a third time. Fingers crossed.
1: So did that demotivate you, or were you quite? well, it's going to happen anyway, so I'll just carry on doing what I'm doing.
0: I think because they took nine weeks to get back to the first time, I was expecting it. So it wasn't very demotivating because I just knew it was going to happen at that point. If if they got back to me in a week and said no, that probably would have been a bit more demotivating, I imagine. Um, and then the second time, again, I probably kind of was expecting it a little bit. Um, but... I don't know. I'm going into the attitude of the third application where that happens. Mm-hmm. That the worst that can happen is they'll say no. I've got to apply again, and mm-hmm. I'll just keep doing what I'm doing, and you know I'll get there. I know I'm going to get it at some point. Like for me, it is an ev- and. right, I'm going to struggle with this one. It is an inevitability. There we go. I got the word <laughs> out. It's going to happen. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm so determined on that. I know it's going to. So when it happens, I don't mind. I just know it will do at some point.
1: It sounds like a very positive, looking forward attitude to have because I know it can be quite demotivating for others. It's um, it's really nice to hear.
0: No, yeah, definitely. I I can completely get how it is demotivating. Um, but I think you've always just got to look at it, try and look at everything in a positive light. That's what I try and do.
1: That's nice to hear. To be fair, um, what's been your streaming highlight so far?
0: uh it would definitely be winning the showdown definitely yeah. winning the showdown that was an awful lot of fun when that happened um particularly because on the league i was obviously in the elimination game it didn't go very well on a the saturday then to win the elimination game and then for the narrative to then go through every round win the final not lose a single game on the sunday as well that was even better not lose a single game on the sunday and then win it um that was quite a nice crowning achievement particularly because of like you know you're beating everyone else i'm quite competitive so you know, it's nice to beat everyone else, but also to have it as like a, you know, as part of a big ongoing project, you know, to have that there as well. That's also quite nice.
1: It's also formed a massive part of your introduction. So, you know, thank you. Yeah, show yeah. Down.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly.
1: Hopefully this weekend it will be two time, two time. Tom too
0: tight. Fingers crossed. Fingers <laughs> crossed. I'm pretty sure I've got the best defence going yeah. forward. Maybe not quite so good, but for me, I've got Trent Alexander-Arnold, Robertson, uh, Ramos, Maguire in there. Maybe not quite so strong, but for me, the best backline in the whole thing. So I'm, I'm I'm confident that I won't concede too many goals.
1: Um. So how did your involvement come about in the streamer showdown? Because it must have been amazing to get that phone call message. Well, it would have been a message, not a phone call, isn't it? Um, I mean, it would have been, it must have been amazing for you to get that message to say you were going to be involved in it, or to ask whether you wanted to be involved in it.
0: Yeah, it was really nice actually. Um, obviously, um, I think by the time that when the first one came out, I, I, I might not even have been streaming at that point. Um, or I might have just started streaming. Either way, like I wasn't really into the streaming stuff, so I wasn't really in that stream sphere. Um, so I saw obviously it was sort of being put on by you know Ben Foxy. Uh, and things like that. Um, But then, the way it's grown, it's been nice, yeah. And then, you sort of get that recognition, you know, because, like, I was mates with a lot of these guys. Um, I say mates. The thing is, we've become really good mates since all of this. This is the thing, like, I think the biggest thing that, perhaps the audience maybe don't quite, maybe, get the full effect of is, I think before the showdown was a thing was obviously like the we Stream FM stuff you know there was a few other streaming groups um, of you know a couple of people who were mates and things like that um, obviously like Jack and Ben were good mates and things like that but I think it's brought a lot of people a lot closer together because we are in regular contact now about something like a group project essentially mm-hmm. and so we do spend a lot of time talking um, and so we are like really good mates now and things like that but obviously I, I, I knew the guys I've spoken to a lot of them before and things like that so um, no it was nice to be sort of recognised because you know it's a bit of a nod to you if you get asked it's a bit of a nod to know that you know you're, you're a decent creator to a decent level so there, it, was, it was nice to get the call up definitely um, and I was really excited because that first one that I did obviously Manny was in there as well Yeah. Um, and to just even be in in fact was Spencer in that one as well I think he might have been in the one afterwards I can't remember either way I know Manny. Lost, I lost the, the, the final to Manny that one, obviously. Yeah. Um, but to be then put in a, a situation where you're, you know, competing and creating content alongside someone that you really admire and look up to is is mental. Um, so that was pretty exciting as well. So that no, was nice to be included and sort of put on the same, the same sort of level as someone like that. I think that was amazing. So yeah, that was that was quite special actually.
1: I was going to say, so like, obviously, you're quite young, and you've achieved so much. It must be amazing for you to um, maybe get ideas from some of these more experienced content creators, but also give some ideas as well, because you're the new kid on the block. And I know that sounds strange to say, because you've been around for five years. But I mean, you can share your, you know, a bit, maybe a bit more innovation and things like that.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, everyone that comes in, you know, has always got fresh ideas. That you know, That's how you progress and innovate and make things better. It's always fresh ideas. So um, at the end of every showdown um, on the Sunday, it finishes on the Sunday, uh, we all have a big debrief um, on Discord. So there's, what, 20, 25ers in a, in a call debriefing what happens. Um, and one of the first questions we ask ourselves is, okay, what can we do next time it's better? And there's loads of ideas get thrown out, um, which is really good. And that's also a great way that we can keep improving. Um, another question that we always ask ourselves is, right, who should be in it next time? You know, who are we looking at that's not really involved to get involved? Um, so there's always lots of people on the radar. But again, like, I think... So there was a lot of people not quite happy with the line, the most recent one, because people were saying, oh, it's the same old, same old. And... Like, I can understand where they're coming from to an extent, but obviously the showdown has grown to the point where, you know, we we have like KFC as a sponsor, which is mm-hmm. absolutely mental. Um, we get people on who are some of the leading content creators like in the world and like Manny and a Spencer and an FNG and stuff like that. So as much as, you know, we want to include new people and we do, you know, Josh Peach is coming in this time. There's got to be a level of, um, do we... D- do we know you? That sounds a bit harsh, doesn't it? Because that's yeah. not quite the case. But it's like, we, we need to know that you are capable of handling it and like you've got a good rapport with us. We don't want to drop people in to a, a situation where they've not spoken to any of us before and suddenly they're on a stream with us for five hours. Yeah. Because um, that's, first and foremost, very uncomfortable for that person. You know, you don't want to get dropped in there and not know anyone and everyone else knows each other. So it's, it's trying to integrate people in slowly. Uh, that that's that's kind of what i was trying to say in the first place trying to integrate people slowly so that they feel comfortable and then if they feel comfortable that's obviously then much better for the overall production so that that's that's a big part of what we do as well
1: it's also you can't have eight brand new people can you because who's going to watch it i mean you've got a product yeah you've, exactly. you've got to establish your product you've got sponsors you've got to satisfy your sponsors
0: yeah precisely um and of course like we say like audiences do love a level of fami- familiarity so yeah. you know seeing the people that they watch on a regular basis in there you know that the, the Ben, Zealands Jacks, things like that like they're you know they're, they're staples in there um so no it's good to, to have that sort of level of familiarity I'm struggling with that word aren't I familiarity <laughs> um I should be better at speaking shouldn't I I literally talk <laughs> half my life I, but...
1: I, I do it all the time
0: <laughs> yeah words throw me off um so, yeah, and obviously, yeah, we've got to have those obligations for sponsors and things like that. Um, and obviously, if you just throw eight new people in there, I don't... There's also that sort of 80-20 rule, isn't there, where, you know, for example, like, as, as a general rule, for example, like 80% of the world's money is owned by 20% of the world's people, hmm. or... Um, and it's, for putting that into, like, a foot manager context... 80% of the views would go into 20% of the creators or something like that. At the end of the day, we're, we are trying to grow something as well yeah. um, and make it better. And so obviously to do that, you do need the views as well. So that's why I've also got to have you know, the staples in there and a level of familiarity with, with, with similar people on there most times.
1: And it also helps with, because at the end of the day, you're creating content. Like we've talked about before, content is storylines. You can't have storylines with brand new people um, and then expect the same level of engagement. For instance, Dr. Benji, for instance, you know, I'm sorry to say this if you're watching this. And I know he does watch the show, so thank you. But he hasn't won one yet. That might change by the time this comes out. But that's part of a narrative, isn't it? To the point where he's saying now that this is his last one if he doesn't win it. Um, And that's part of the storyline, isn't it?
0: exactly it's all narrative driven um, a lot of it and then particularly when it comes to like 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 Ben and Zealand's rivalry in there for example you know that that's in there um, and a lot of the time we do like to bring people in in pairs uh, for a bit of storyline so like we brought Luke and, um or Lu- Lu- Luke and, and Michael brought in at the same time because yeah. they had that sort of twin rivalry going on things like that so we well, know yeah, trying to bring in an existing rivalries and, and narratives as well all helps like say create part of a better show. Um, an experience for the audience.
1: And then, not only are you invited to the stream of Showdown, obviously Ben says you can do a maximum of five, and, and this is your sixth. You are obviously a pivotal part of the Showdown. That must be quite humbling. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. it is, obviously. It is. It, it's really nice to be, you know, keep being asked back and thing like things like that. So yeah, Ben was, I think he's... Well, the general rule is we, we don't want to do, you know, four or five in a row um, any more than that, because like we say we do want to keep things fresh we do want to keep rotating things around we do want to invite more people in there um but it's been a bit more circumstance as to why i've been involved in like six in a row when i should have like stopped at four in a row um i think it was kind of started on like a two i think the general rule back in the day i say back in the day like six months ago it was like um a two showdown rotation kind of so we have the same sort of uh lineup for two two showdowns so my first two i was obviously in both of those um as part of that rotation we then sort of switched things up again and i was back for, asked back for a third time um but then i won that so winner stays on sort of thing mm. so then that was my fourth one um but that was also the last one of fm20 fm21 comes out um and because it was a new game we kind of started again a little bit so yeah. i was invited to the first one which is very very nice um, and then I wasn't meant to be in this one. Um, sort of the plan going into it was, like right, Tom, you're not going to be in it. Um, but then Kev couldn't be in it because of uh, other commitments that he had uh, and busyness. Um, so um, he couldn't be in it. So Ben just said to me, oh, Tom, can you be in it instead? So that that's that all circumstance more than anything else. It's all circumstance. Um, I shouldn't really be in this one. I will not be in the next one unless I win this. In fact, even if I win this one, I'll say to Ben, like, just don't put me in the next one because... We do want to keep things fresh and things like that, um, and obviously we can then make a narrative as to why I'm not the next one defending the crown and stuff like that. So that also adds to that sort of thing. So sorry for the spoilers, for people who think it's all um, not narrative driven. It's all, it's all it's all planned out. It is all planned out. Sorry to spoil that a little bit. <laughs> yeah.
1: And then obviously you went and you won it. You've described in um, briefly how you felt. How was that overall um, feeling of, of victory? Basically, uh, obviously having lost the final before.
0: Yeah, it was really nice, actually, um, as a bit of redemption. Um, that first final, I was. It, the thing is, it all comes with experience, right? It all comes with experience. So that first final against Manny, I was so excited. I was so up for it. Because not only was I playing Manny in the final, because obviously he is, like, you know, one of the most successful people ever on YouTube mm. um, and Switch as well. So I was really excited to be in, like, the final against him. Um, and then, obviously, I lost that. Um which wasn't great. But the circumstances I lost it in was well was mental. Like Callum Wilson scoring a hat-trick in like the last 18 minutes of the game to win it was just... So it's all of situations where it's like you have to laugh, really, because of the yeah. circumstance. So going into the final um, against Jack, I was more motivated to win because I didn't want to lose a final for a second time. Um, but also at the same time, I also wasn't going to be quite so devastated if I lost because you know I'd been through that process before. You know, I've been a bit more embedded into the showdown. I was a bit more used to it. Um, so I wasn't going to be quite so devastated if I lost, but luckily I won. So winning, it was fantastic. Um, I was on top of the world for the rest of that night, definitely.
1: What have you found most difficult about streaming and how have you overcome these difficulties?
0: Uh, well, like I said earlier, I really struggled to stream for more than two hours. Um, I'm not quite sure why. I just... I just get to the sort of around a two hour period and I'm like bloody hell right I need to stop now because I'm really feeling it mm. um so that's probably the most most difficult part maybe um but I think like, like I'm getting better at doing longer streams um but I think it also comes with I'm just learning how to stream better mm. um like I've been doing it for a year or so it's completely different to YouTube I'm just getting better at actually that live engagement with an audience you know keeping things going Um, keeping people engaged. I think that's part of it as well, Um, keeping people engaged. So it's it's just through experience, trial and error, that's how I'm, I suppose, getting around it as well.
1: And you have characters like Arrogant Tom, don't you, as well?
0: Yeah, yeah, well, this is brought up. I guess, yeah, I think the showdown, Arrogant Tom, right? Yeah. Like, I don't realise I'm doing it, but I'm just really competitive. Like, I want to win. Like, I am really competitive when it comes down to it. So... Um, the competition brings out a side of me that I don't think many people had really experienced before because I'm doing everything on my own beforehand you yeah. know you make your videos, you do your streams you're on your own so it's completely different to actually playing it to other people and I get very competitive so there is a side of me that comes out in a competitive sort of atmosphere where I probably do get a bit arrogant and cocky because I want to win <laughs> so that's where it comes from <laughs> um so yeah there is that there is that um but it's yeah and there's also ways of trying to find um you know keep the audience engaged um so i've just recently started doing uh my game show contracts or no contract where i've just ripped the sounds from um who wants to be a millionaire mm-hmm. and we just go into a high pressure situation trying to offer a contract to a player but it's just amplified by the little graphic that i've made and the music in the background so it's, it's really simple but it's just doing something like that going the slight extra mile when someone else is doing to keep people engaged as well uh, and that keeps people going as well definitely so it's just trying to find those little extra gains that other people aren't doing um, to get people involved more it's all about doing that little bit extra to get the engagement up and give people a reason to come back definitely to make people like the moment streaming is all about moments I feel Yeah. and if you can give people that moment where they're like oh that was such a great moment I'll come back and hopefully have more of those moments sort of thing I think that's that's a big part of it
1: so what are your future plans in relation to your content creation?
0: Uh, yeah, it's a good question because I'm not quite sure right now, actually, now I think about it. Um, I think it's very easy to fall into the trap when you're creating content, particularly when it's over a long period of time, like a foot manager save, which can go into the hundreds of episodes like mine typically seem to do. Um, to sort of get into a routine of, okay, that's all I'm doing, that's all I need to publish. Basically, you know, like, there's loads of interest at the start. That's where you get a lot of subscribers, but you know where I'm at right now. Season eleven of the Lincoln LoCo three that is not generating new subscribers really because no one is subscribing off. You know no one's watching season eleven if they've not started the whole season essentially um, mm. from a start. So I do need to get back into doing a bit more of the evergreen content experiment style stuff. Although not experiments because they don't really do so well anymore. Um, that's what got a lot of people to my channel in the first place in the early days so you know a lot for me to experiment the billionaire stuff that was what was really you know, took my channel off the ground to start off with um so it's trying to sort of do i mean luke's obviously doing really well at the moment with his Wonder Kid stuff obviously zealand and foxy do very well on their kind of tutorial like videos i need to do yes. something sort of in that realm but obviously not what they're doing because um, you know you can't just copy people but yeah. take, take some inspiration from them um to create a bit more evergreen content. So there's was always something like fresh for people to watch that's going to bring new people in and then they'll get involved in the Lincoln Loco or whatever series I'm doing. So I need to yeah. do a bit more of that going forwards um definitely after the Lincoln Loco um the plan is well my, my initial plan was to do a, a building a nation save in South America but the issue with that is I put it with Discord and said to people would this be a good save and people are like we don't really want to watch a South American save. So mm-hmm. maybe that won't happen. I don't know. I'll do a building a nation of some sort, but probably maybe more European-based now, I think. Mm-hmm. But we'll see what other people say, because I've got a very small sample size on my Discord. I'll do a little poll on YouTube or something like that. Um, and then mm-hmm. in terms of the streaming stuff, it's just the, the Journeyman save on there at the moment, which is good fun. Um, but I I feel like I need to do a little bit more with the stream saves. Um I need to work out what that more actually is at the moment but I need to do something to get it into people's minds a little bit more I think because like Clates is a great job at the moment like Clates is an awful lot of stuff around his stream saves um, which makes yeah. it all really engaging so I need to uh, take a leaf from his book I think definitely on some of the stuff that he does.
1: And then of course this weekend you're obviously going to become Tom 2 time.
0: Fingers crossed fingers crossed yeah the showdowns are always really good fun. Um, we're trying to do more content around that um so there's more for people to watch essentially uh we're trying to get some podcasts well sort of podcast. not really podcasts they started out as an idea of a podcast it's more of an actual its own show now i think um it's yeah. gonna be going out on Twitch where we sort of talk about on friday it'll be on fridays talking about the draft that's happened into the weekend ahead and there'll be one on mondays as well i think sort of looking back over the weekend so that's extra content on there um, So trying to work a bit of stuff around there is decent um so there's loads of plans that we've got going forward which are gonna be like amazing if they come off um or when they come off they will happen um, they will do at some yeah. point we're pretty confident on that so um there's plenty of stuff to work on on that as a as a collective i guess which is also quite cool
1: is there anything you would do differently in relation to your content creation so far
0: um yes yeah definitely um I got a message one day from zealand like like two or three years ago saying, Hey, I've got the FM base channel. Do you want to do some content with me? And I said, oh, I'm mm-hmm. too busy because I wasn't the time. I regret that because he's done very well <laughs> off that. <laughs> no, that's, you know, um, no, I think, yeah, I think it was all, with hindsight, it was always things that you can do better. Um, but I wouldn't have, it's difficult because it's all saying with hindsight, you know, if I'd known it at the time, I would have done it, but I didn't know it at the time. So I, I, I wouldn't have done it. Um maybe maybe been a bit more I should have always done a bit more evergreen content. That sort of died off a bit, the experiments and things like that. I should have done a bit more of that. That would have helped growth more than it, you know, than it has been. So maybe doing a bit more of that kind of stuff, getting into that sort of you know like obviously Luke's done like I said, Luke's done really well, Fox done really well, is in really well up with their style of content. If I could go back and start doing that before they did it, then yeah. Brilliant, but a lot of it I wouldn't have thought of or or known. So I don't think I've really any regrets or or changes. So that I wouldn't have, you know, it's not like I've thought of something in the past and thought, should I do that? Shouldn't I do that? And I haven't done it, and it's not worked out. So um, a very convoluted way of saying no, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) What's the best thing
1: about being a content creator so far for you?
0: Um, what is the best thing about it? I think it's definitely the engagement with people um because particularly when it comes onto the twitch stuff like i feel like i'm really forging friendships with people in there um because we talk often and it's a whole conversation like youtube's great because the comment section is there but it's kind of like someone comments i reply and then it's kind of left like yeah. on twitch you really do get to to know people very well um i've got to know obviously other creators really really well through the showdown stuff um, and people on on twitter as well so that's been really good fun um that's probably been the best part getting to know people building those relationships and um making friends like that, that that's been a really rewarding part of it definitely um yeah. but also like i think the skills that i've learned along the way um not just in terms of like you know presenting or editing it's all the general skills that you can you know it's so transferable like you know you're you know having a good workload and knowing when to work hard and you know give yourself a break and you know time organization or like all those kind of like buzzwords that come up in like you know job interviews and stuff like that like there's so much i can take from this to apply into like a real career um that i think is really invaluable i think
1: yeah and then the final question. Um, if there's one piece of advice you could give to a new content creator, what would it be?
0: Uh, oh, that's a good question. I think the the bit of advice i give to a new content creator is to keep consistent. Um, keep consistent and always aim to make your next video better than your last. That's that's the biggest one for me. Like we touched on it earlier on, time and time again, people make a week's worth of videos they don't get a thousand subscribers and they just stop. Um when they when they could be amazing, you know, you've given it a week, you've given given it seven videos, for example. You know, you're not gonna my first seven videos are absolutely awful. If I'd stopped then, then you know, I wouldn't have got to the stage I am obviously right now. You know, I feel like I make good quality videos now. They can always be better, obviously, but I'm at that very good stage, and I wouldn't have got there if I'd not been consistent, if I'd not had that attitude, I'm gonna make this video better than my last one. So that's the biggest one, I think, going out there. Always keep consistent, keep putting it out there and always go in the mentality of trying to make it better than your last one.
1: Tom, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of what I imagine is an incredibly busy four or five days for you for um, to do the Scouting Centre. I'd, I'd want you to know, I really appreciate that.
0: No, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure to be on here having a chat with you. And um, yeah, it's been really good fun. I enjoyed it.
1: Thank you, Tom. Tom, where can we find you on your socials? Uh,
0: so, YouTube and Twitch is uh, just TomFM. That's pretty easy. Uh, Twitter, it's TomFM underscore YT because there's a guy in Spain who's got the act of TomFM. Um, I've tweeted him several times. He won't give it to me, um, which is really sad. So, um, at TomFM, if you want to follow some guy in Spain, uh, at TomFM underscore YT if you want to follow me.
1: <laughs> Excellent. Um, yeah, once again, thank you so much for doing this show. Um, that's it. I hope you really enjoyed getting to know Tom um, FM better. He's obviously got the streaming show down this weekend. By the time this comes out, he could be Tom um, two-time um, champion as well as Kevy five times.
0: I, I will <laughs> be. I will be Tommy two times. I'm, I'm putting this out there now. I will be. All right, there we go.
1: You will be Tommy two... See, I didn't want to call you Tommy just in case because we didn't discuss that beforehand. That's why I've been saying Tom two times. Yeah. I, I'm glad you said that now. Tommy two times, it rolls off the tongue so yeah, much better.
0: Tommy felt natural saying that, so we'll <laughs> go with that. <laughs>
1: Uh, Tom, once again thank you so much that's it viewers if you did enjoy this show please like the video subscribe to the channel leave a comment below let me know who you want on the next episode of the scouting centre and then also go back and watch the other six like I said before we've had second yellow card we've had bully beef dupe we've had zealand we've had sweet left foot and we've had omega loop thank you so much and I will see you all on the next episode of the scouting centre take care bye bye so we'll clap sync so 3 2 1 clap so sure. 3 2 1 that was
0: a better clap for me that time so uh, it sounded
1: it. strong that was a strong clap good
0: <laughs> that's alright then that's um, alright
1: you know I, I, I've mentioned it a few times I'm 37 years old so I do I can recognise a quality clap
0: yeah yeah exactly it's like a good handshake isn't it
1: <laughs> <laughs> hello all another episode wrapped up with Tom FM. Okay, obviously you've seen the streamer showdown, he didn't become Tommy 2 time, but what he did become was Tommy the Entertainer, obviously playing the guitar, singing some songs for us, and you know what, I'm pretty sure that everyone in the stream had a great time. Tommy's pushing for partner, and there'll be a graphic now on screen as to when he's streaming this week, he'd absolutely love it if you could go in and at least leave a look. Hopefully you enjoyed this video, if you do, like this video, subscribe to the channel, go watch the other 6 we've already done. I stream on Twitch on Friday, Saturday, Sundays early from about 8am UK time and on a Thursday I'll either stream early or I'll stream in the afternoon. Details will be on my Twitter. I hope you enjoyed this show. Seriously, love doing it and it's one of the best things I've ever done in my life. Really appreciate you all and I'll see you on the next episode of the Scouting Centre. Take care. Bye bye.